0: From the city of brotherly love and the great state of Ohio, this is Deadline. I'm Michael Sperger. And I'm JC Wilson. JC, I want to let you in on a secret. Oh, please. I like food.
1: No, oh, you and me both, brother.
0: I like big food and
1: I cannot lie. Amen to that. And and in crazy times like this, sometimes uh, food is the fallback, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. I've been busily working on my COVID-15. Uh, <laughs> I... I, uh, we Can we trademark that and get that on some T-shirts really fast. Uh, it might be too late actually. No. Bummer, it, it might have already happened. So we gone through phases in the house. So um, so we had a quesadilla phase. I had a hot dog phase. There's obviously been a pancake phase. I made a pan of brownies for dessert after dinner on Sunday, and I had one square. I was showing a lot of restraint, and then by Monday evening, they were gone.
1: That that sounds a lot like our house. We uh we baked up some cookies and some uh and some sundries for Mother's Day and they are not faring well. Uh it's only been a couple of days but they're practically gone. So yeah, I could say our food game is definitely on. We're still doing the uh the regular litany that we usually go through in the course of a week, but we are kind of branching out a little bit on the weekends trying to work with the staples that are available and whatever it is the store had. So kind of hoping that we kind of up our game with things like, uh, some of the, the ramen we got a new cookbook
0: for. So who knows a a ramen cookbook? Yes, sir. Fantastic. I mean, I do find here that we are, we're cooking a lot, lot more. Uh, we're cycling the dishwasher twice a day. That's my barometer for, for how much kitchen action there is right now.
1: You know, I I was thinking about this though. We, we have an awful lot of gentlemen friends that we spend a lot of time with around food and, uh, I wonder if maybe we bring them in for a little conversation.
0: Capital idea, young man. Let's go to the tape. Hi, uh, this is Greg. What is your role on the earth, Greg? (laughs) Uh, Playing uh, fast
2: and loose with the truth and uh, (laughs) trying to, to raise a dog in this crazy mixed up world. I don't know. Oh, and children. I have children, too, because this is DadLine,
3: and I, I'm a dad. Uh, hi, everybody. You can call me Marcus or Jenks. Uh, and my role in the world, I'm currently homeschooling two kids fairly poorly. Uh, thankfully, one's kind of a, a genius on her own, but the third grader's going to probably need to repeat with my help. Um, and going through the virus with everyone else and trying to stay positive and sane and not drink more than I already was.
4: Hi, I'm James. Uh, I I occupy the role of the, the Group ex veteran. Uh, for I did did a bunch of time in the military. I work as a very very stereotypical um, defense contractor, and I'm also the self purported cook of the group.
1: It's a rough crew. Uh, but, but tonight we we gathered this auspicious collection of characters to talk a little bit about something. Maybe we can all kind of wrap our brains around if we have any brains left. And, and that's food uh, as, as a group of gentlemen We have an awful lot of connection made around food We've got, you know, mostly Irregularly scheduled uh, Get-togethers <laughs> And then uh, a couple that happen on a fairly regular Basis um, And they all kind of revolve around food So we thought we'd throw that out there to this group And sort of see where
0: we go Sure, like a cow, like a cow to the piranha
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fancy so are you talking about food in this current situation we're in or food like memories like what do you what do you, what do you want to talk about
0: what kind of food are we eating these days uh, uh since we mostly have to cook for ourselves the, you can't tell it from the weather right now in the northeast uh but summer is coming real soon any particular summer foods you're looking forward to lately
3: i've been uh well, i've been cooking more and my fortune my wife's been able to continue working from home so i'm like look you do that i'll do the schooling i'll take care of like running out into the world with the face mask and getting all supplies Uh, we have a child who has severe food allergies so that's been a challenge being able to get a bunch of things that normally we'd have on hand uh for him to have so i've kind of like well you know what maybe i just need to start kind of finding some things i can make on my own that are safe for everyone and we're not making six different meals for four people so uh I'm kind of a newbie as far as cooking goes. I'm more of a takeout guy and or let her do it guy. Um, but I've been doing ribs a lot more. I've been, I I did get masterclass. I was looking at that cooking stuff there. I'm really excited to try a couple of things. But uh, most recently, a friend of mine made this French fry recipe or something with like this garlic lemon aioli. And I was like, well, let me just try that. So I made hand fr- handmade fresh French fries and everybody raved about it like, it was a nice ego boost for me. So i 'm just, just trying out new things and see what happens as far as summer goes i can 't wait to get some actual proper ribs because my rib game needs some work still
1: Yeah, you know, i, I 'll jump in there on on that because you know we 've been in the process of moving, so we 've had like eighty five percent of our stuff. And in that 15% of stuff that we didn't have were things like, you know, my chef's knife and cutting boards and spatulas and a bunch of stuff that we thought we weren't going to need because we were going to go back and like start school and we weren't going to have to, eh, okay, so all that fell apart. But the big thing I didn't have was my grill. But my grill and I have been reunited and it feels so good. (laughs) <laughs> and I've got <laughs> Are we gonna have to clear that? Do we do we have to No, th- less than thirty seconds. Fair use. Yeah, say it's fair use. I think we're I think we're good. Uh but yeah, I, I've got I've got stuff that I've been trying to put together because um the current situation has me a little concerned about the pork supply. Mm-hmm. And uh that led to a, a nice little trip for supplies out to Costco. So I know I've got some stuff in the freezer that's gonna take care of me come summer. Um but yeah. Yeah, we've been doing uh, all the cooking indoors all the time, and now that I've got the grill, I feel like my game is back. Like cooking over fire is kind
3: of my thing. Right, shouting at the sky gods. Wait, quick question: (laughs) Does who here all has a uh, a deep freezer or a second freezer for their food? I admire it in my hand.
2: I I do not, but uh, this is something that early on, you know, we decided that you know, should we survive the next few months, uh, we are definitely getting a basement freezer because I am just going to be aiming for venison. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hunt, but I drive poorly. Uh, I... <laughs> uh, but, you know, we've been looking... I mean, you would think that all of a sudden we were preppers and survivalists, but uh, going into the lockdown, um, I was, you know, pretty much told that I'm losing my job. And so my wife and I, uh, you know, decided to, uh, you know, really kind of, you know, bear down on essentials. So we have like cabinets full of beans. I kid you Mm -hmm. not, because, uh, you know, we've, we've been really trying to thinking about this. And one thing we lack is definitely more freezer space within the whole kind of, you know, lockdown menu. Um, you know, my wife refuses to let me, because, you know, it's all about allowances. Let me go to <laughs> the store, particularly. She's been, you know, engineering different pickup spots, so local supermarket chain, Walmart. They have places where, you know, people will just put food in your car and you kind of hope for the best. It's sort of like, you know, the um, the communist way, I, I'm thinking. You know, back in Soviet Union, when you would just show up in line and hope, you know, whatever's in today might be able to feed you. So, you know, we show up in line and, you know, you know, some guy from Walmart put some bread in my car and I, you know, call home excitedly, like, darling, we have bread today. Um, you get two man. gallons borscht, That's it. Um, but within that, you know, we've been, you know, very kind of scientific about our – and we've always been this way about food choices mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, what we feed the family. Mm-hmm. And so there's – only, yeah, you know, we only do essentially one meal. Every other meal, the children have to kind of fend for themselves or are of age by this point. And it's – you know, we definitely do the, okay, vegetable, starch, and protein. And we look at it from that point. It's like, what is our protein source? And you know, we wait for the machine to spit out the pill.
4: If, if I can throw it out there, for me, I um, for I've I've always been a bit of a planner when it when it comes to that. It, and it's do I have a deep freeze at the house? Um, I plan out meals. Of course, and yeah. I'm one of the I'm one of those guys that will actually arrange a, a freezer order from a from a butcher. So you plan out. You know, thir- you don't have to necessarily go into the dirtiest detail of 30 days worth of meals, but if you spend a couple hundred dollars on a meat order, you're expecting it to kind of stretch for a good long while. Right. Um, and honestly, in the long run, if you do your homework, you can actually end up doing a uh, doing a pretty good job up against having to buy regular meat either at the grocery store, the big box store. Um, just plan it out. The longer history that you have and planning out your meals, uh, the easier it will be. Because you know, w- one time you might try something, the kids don't bother with it, aunt, uh, the, the wife doesn't like it. You you change your order up, and all of a sudden, after a while, you uh, against your history, you're, you're doing really really good work. I get the feeling that if he's
3: admitting to owning one deep freeze, he actually has three. Number one, uh, no. <laughs> so I enough. tried to actually I, I go and get one. I'm sorry, go ahead. They're 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 also they're also
0: on the Generac that's out back, so you know <laughs> there's that too.
4: No, if, here here's the funny thing. I I had my house uh, all the knob and tube yanked out, and yes, indeed, I did have them put it put an outer link in for. A backup generator i haven't gotten that generator yet but it is ready for happening yeah <laughs> well i See, tried to go time. find
3: a deep freeze when this all started going on i was like you know what we should probably think ahead you know Lars folks has ha- have had one for years and uh, we wanted one that was the right size and not be a big tank like they have but i would go into the stores like they're like laughing at you going yeah right like why well, I- yeah yes you want to go meet j-lo next like that kind of thing so um, mostly, you can find them by accident if the truck just showed up and the guy hasn't gone inside yet. That's basically the only way you can find a, a deep freeze. Right now. <laughs> you know, that's one place where we lucked out because we had a deep
1: freeze when we lived in Texas. And much like James was saying, we would buy you know a quarter cow, and then we were you know hit by Hurricane Ike. And you know the deep freeze will keep things cold for about twenty four to forty eight hours if you keep it closed. Uh- after seven to nine days of not having power in the July that is Texas, um, you've got a giant bowl of meat soup that does not smell good. And oh. uh, since then, <laughs> and then like, you, the you got to right? cook it all. Well, right? Like we we didn't have time. So, yeah, we but we got lucky when we moved here because we showed up and they somebody had thrown in like a builder grade refrigerator to sell the house. So, my wife because she's way smarter than I am said, "Okay, I'm finally going to buy the refrigerator that I've always wanted and we're going to throw that fridge out in the garage and it can be the beer fridge." And what mm-hmm. she meant by beer fridge was the fridge where we would put all the stuff that we buy in large quantities. And so, yeah, we we're lucky. I mean, we got that extra little freezer space out there and there would be room for beer if it weren't, you know, full of other stuff yeah, like all the stuff you saying, that's, put in there. Yeah, the
2: beer <laughs> fridge is a lie. It is. It's if, if we go if we could skip it to a uh, granddad line. Um, my father has a fridge in the garage, his beer fridge that is actually stocked full of bread, beer, and uh, he got that from an elderly got that fridge as a you know a. You know, uh, a gift from the elderly man next door when he bought his new refrigerator. So he has a refrigerator that's probably been around since the Eisenhower administration that uh, is is purely devoted to uh, uh, beer and uh, wasting electricity. And so he's got that going on. For, oh, it, it, you can. He, 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 my dad's, uh, he's an engineer, so he's um, been able to uh, heat the rest of the house with it. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We all like Ike and Schlitz, so it's probably good. good. <laughs> so, some
4: sort of Frankenstein and heat coil exchange going on there.
2: Yes. Well, speaking, you laugh at Schlitz, though. My dad, um, you know, he, when his uh, group of gentlemen would gather, they would play cards and then they would drink beer. And in the 70s, my brother had a beer can collection because that's what people did. So my dad uh, would buy a case of something terrible each week just for the new can. So things like froth and slosh and, uh, you know, uh, Ortliebs and, and fun stuff that they don't make anymore. Narragansett in there? Narragansett uh, never goes away. It's still around. So,
3: yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was it
2: hams? That was pretty bad. Hams. Hams was a thing, yes.
3: My dad was a Philly guy, so he drank Schmitz. And that, that you'd think that was the, you know, you think the champagne of beers is high life. No, 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 no. Schmitz is the way to go with that. <laughs>
1: I don't know about that.
3: I just I agree. <laughs> I, it was <laughs> I mean, and I drank Narragansett, which tastes like cold French onion soup, but even still. <laughs> you know, no, you're wrong <laughs>
0: Wait, I want to go back a second, Craig. How old yeah. was your brother when he had this beer can collection? Uh he was probably about seven or eight. Um I think more likely the
2: case was my dad drank too much. <laughs>
1: Speaking of, of drinking, Marcus, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you to, to tell the story. We have a friend who uh who just doesn't know what to do when, when you win free drinks.
3: Oh, Ooh. I can't oh, no.
0: let this go. I oh, can't. This is an opportunity. <laughs> oh, look at look at that! I, no, due to technical difficulties, we'll have to wrap up here. Hey, we oh, got we are at a half hour
3: point. Uh, okay, <laughs> the gentlemen were gathered for a night of trivia and camaraderie, and we were playing trivia at the local watering hole. And while there, we were doing well because guess what? We apparently know a lot of useless things and a lot of useful things. We won't go to the sidebar of Langston Hughes. I'm going to cut that bridge before we get there. Oh, hey so, now, anyway, maybe now. wait, 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 time out, time out. No, there's no, there, you don't get any peremptory challenges here. That sh- that's gonna stand. You, I you I know you had it in your back pocket. I just wanted to get that out of the way, but that's fine. So yeah, find that
0: round.
2: while No, again. there's no, that there's light. no getting
3: out of the way. We'll, we'll come, we'll come back around. Go we ahead. Can circle back around. I stand by it. Uh-huh. It wasn't my job to know. So put maybe, maybe, I mean, I'm not proud of that, but I'm living with it. Uh, we're winning trivia, and this prize – and this has happened twice, which is why my teeth are gritting right now. The first time this happened, the first time we won a free round of drinks. And so as we're all like, hey there, there you go, uh, Mr. Michael or whatever your code name is today, Winky McGee. So everyone orders their drink, and then it gets to Mike's turn. And instead of – because sodas are basically free and or on the cheap, his free drink could have been anything for someone else or for anything at all, but he orders ginger ale. And I, I'm like... No, he what? orders a refill of ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I wasn't listening before that, but a refill of ginger ale as his three is... round drink, which they would have given him anyway because it's a refill. So, yeah, I uh, I kind of felt some kind of way about it, and I may have said some things that I don't regret, but I realized may have been unfair at the time. I think they're still pretty fair, actually. <laughs> no, <'cause>... <laughs>
1: I think I think the takeaway was that if you were thinking it was a good idea to order ginger ale, I'll have what he's having is the right answer.
3: <laughs> yes. Especially, if he just ordered Johnny Walker Blue. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. There was a yeah. That was that was a moment. But then, on the redux, as they say, Ooh. the kids say, we win another round of the trivia uh, years later in a different place. A chance for redemption. Some would say. And we won a gift card for maybe 20, 25 bucks, something like that. Toward $35. 35 even better. That, that, that wasn't around. That was the game. That was the whole game. That was yeah. the game. I used the facilities to go to the restroom and come back and find out that he gave the gift card away to a bunch of kids that were drinking. And I understand your reasoning, but it just. What's my reasoning, Marcus? I'm sorry. They were young and starving, and one of them winked at you and thought you might look like her dad. I don't remember. It was weird. I just, they I,
0: gave I, us the answer to the tiebreak. The tiebreak, we were tied with another team when we got to the end of the game. And the tiebreak question, because the trivia guy is a sadist, is was, what was, the, what was the bartender's birthday? Oh, right. Okay. Right. And the grad students sitting at the bar leaned over and told us the answer because they liked your hat. Well, they got good taste. I can't blame them for that part. And then we won because the other team had no idea because we had no idea
3: but for the grad students giving us the answer. So question, that being the case, why did you wait till I wasn't at the table to make that decision Again, was that a group decision? I just wasn't. It prepared. was
0: a group decision. We all agreed to it. It was just that you had stepped away, and it was an overwhelming majority. I didn't realize that I was going to be hearing about it three years later, and here we are. Well, you've got a history.
3: Is all I'm saying is you've got a history for throwing away the good things that we get in life. It's the small <laughs>
4: <one>. <laughs> Can can anybody uh, lend lend their specific opinion on the weird resurgence of people wanting to bake bread at their house? Yeah
0: Uh, Oh, well, I
2: I did my first, I I mean, I had a bread maker long ago when we first got married. We used it twice. We said, oh, the hell with this nonsense. And it went away. Uh, But uh, when I figured I had a batch of beer that I did not like, actually, uh, you know, in cans in my fridge. And I found out you could use a can of beer to make a loaf of bread. Not like a great loaf of bread, but you just put it in the oven with the beer and the flour and some sugar and boom, it's bread. And so I felt I felt like, you know. I felt like Prometheus had
3: bestowed this upon me, had given me light. To your question about why are so many people doing it, I don't know why. I've seen a ton of it as well, and I'm kind of like, you know, I there's other things I would like to cook, but there was an article that spoke to how baking bread and baking in general gives people like a Zen quality of calm, and that things are going to be okay because the fresh smell of baking just brings back I don't know some kind of uh, endorphin comfort or whatever.
4: Well, for for me, and and honestly, this is I had been baking bread ever since I was, uh, – rewind this all the way back till, back before nine um, eleven. I'd always been fascinated with baking bread, and there's a reason why. I'm really really bad at desserts. I'm really really bad at pastries, uh, making cakes, that sort of thing. It's too much like a, a science project to me because if you mess up one small ingredient, the entire thing is messed up. I like recipes that I that you can fudge left or to the right, and bread's really the only thing as far as baking goes that. I've been able to kind of kind of adapt to my cooking style.
1: I want to go around the table really quick. Look, we're all living in weird time, right? As you're thinking about the summer that's coming up, what is it you're looking forward to
2: in terms of food? Vegetables. Uh, I'm telling you this. Uh, right now, our fridge has exactly one kind of vegetable, broccoli, in both frozen and fresh forms. You know, because winter vegetables, and uh, you know they were everywhere, and at least you know easy to pick up. So I am looking forward to things growing in the backyard, or at least in my parents' backyard, and I can go over there and take it. You know, because they're old and slow, and social distancing, and can't stop me. So I'm looking forward to the fresh peas and beans that my father grows, uh, and I look forward to plundering it.
4: For me, and and this this comes as as a bit of a kind of a depressing point. Every year. Uh, my family usually hosts a very, very large, large pig roast where we bring everybody we know over. Um, it happens at the end of June, but it is likely, uh, my family's not going to conduct it this year just because out of an overabundance of, um, safety, but aside from a roast pig or aside from, from a, a, a steamship round of beef, which is also normally featured for me for the summertime to, I grow just an absolute ton of basil. I grow I grow basil as as high as as JC is and JC's considerably higher than I am. I grow I grow basil over the summertime. I make pesto. I, uh, I, basil is just an absolute necessity for this household.
3: We're kind of, we're shore people in the summer. We're fortunate to have uh, property down there to be able to be there and get a lot of fresh seafood. Some that grows off of our dock, like you know uh, mussels and things, crab legs, and you know lemon wedges, like just a seafood buffet is what rings in the summer for me and here you can get a bunch of frozen stuff and you can still get by and all that but it's just not the same so i'm curious and hopeful that we'll be able to get some really good fresh seafood and be able to sit out with all the folks and you know at a reasonable reasonably safe distance and have that kind of time
0: Um, when I think about summer food, I think about fruit. Uh, In the past few years, uh, I've kind of gotten into doing all the grocery shopping uh, for the family. Our oldest uh, uh, has graduated from college and lives on his own now. Kid two has been off at school. So it's kind of zeroed in on my youngest and she eats a ton of fruit. And it's really been a pleasure to learn over the years, like Kind of the the rhythm of what shows up in the store at different kind of times of year, going into the store in the winter and and seeing that it's you know Clementine season and this time of year we seem to get good blackberries my My kids absolutely love watermelon uh, so when you know when you get to that point in the season where there's just those giant boxes uh, of watermelons in the grocery store in the summer. That's a big thing for us. We'll bring one of those home, and the and the and the kids will plow through it um, in you know a day maybe um and along those lines i also love just watching you get to that point in the middle of the season when the corn gets down to like 10 cents an ear cuz there's so much of it it's just like a cool association you know like you go you go in the grocery store the produce section's right up front and people are people are like sifting through those giant piles of corn in the middle of the summer and that's just such a strong summer association for me And, you know, for my part, I'm going to be doing ribs again. The drive a little bit is a little longer to my
1: place from where you guys are now, but there's still going to be ribs. I mean, you know, that's a thing. Get in a car.
0: We'd love to hear your stories of favorite recipes and improving cooking technique. Give us a call on the dad line. The number is plus one, four, one, two, six, eight, four dads. That's area code four, one, two, six, eight, four, three, two, three, seven. Operators are not standing by because they've wandered off to the kitchen to help us finish off that pan of brownies. But we'll receive your message and listen to it with delight. And please remember to subscribe to DadLine wherever it is you get your
1: podcasts. Remember, every time you subscribe, a rib gets basted.